Can I get a year? Where's Sean, man? Uh, I don't know, man. You were you were missing yesterday. He's missing today. <sighs> Damn it! All right, all right. Um, where's Sean? Yeah. Hashtag where's Sean? Um, Cedric, how you doing, my good man? Hey, man. I'm feeling good, man. I'm blessed. God is good. You know. Uh, about to be Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super, super, I'm super hyped for it, man. Just it's been a it's been a long year, <laughs> and so just grateful to spend time with family. And you know, I, I'm I'm about to end my uh, my lick my liquor sabbatical. Oh, <laughs> so some drinks and you know what I mean. How about oh, you, brother? How well, are you? Well, welcome back, welcome back, my good man. Um, I am excellent. I will say. I'm excellent. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a f- friend of mine, and oftentimes when I speak to them, they uh, they say I ask them how they're doing, and they say it's usually like chaos or chaotic, and it just made me kind of tap into the fact that like I'm really grateful that I can say I'm good and mean it more times than not because there are a lot of people who can't say they're good all the time and actually mean it so I'm, I'm very grateful for that and I understand that's not everybody's experience in life so you know not to get all deep but I just feel very grateful to be able to know that like I've been at peace you know what I'm saying get deep my brother get deep yeah, oh. yeah. <clears throat> very much so Sean how are you late as usual how you doing I know the man who didn't show up for the show at all yesterday isn't calling me late. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny about me not showing up to the show? That at like 2, 3 in the morning, I literally text y'all that I was showing up to the show. That is. <laughs> but, uh, well, how you I, feeling? You good? I'm feeling wonderful, my boy. I'm feeling wonderful. You know, Nick's got a dub. Excellent game from Jalen. You know, RJ's back. Uh, I'm getting packed up to go to the airport, so I'm I'm feeling great. My boy going in a, Can I say where you going? Is I don't know. I mean, I haven't said it, but like, oh, you know, I won't say it then. All right, cool. So, got to keep some, got to keep some stuff low key. I don't know what's been said on the show the last few days. Um, I did tune in to the last, the other episode, but I don't know what's been going on the last few days. So, um, shout out to again, shout out to both of you. Uh, both of y'all for holding it down. Y'all um, did an amazing job. It, it's flowed so effortlessly and seamlessly. Uh, so you know. welcome back, man. I don't want to fucking control who's coming up and who fucking. It's a lot, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't a lot, right? I don't. I didn't. I. I. I, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> it's a lot, right? Yeah, it's a lot, bro. What you Whose goal it is? Fucking the clock, like yo, it's, I I very much like my role of coming in and telling people like, hey, you're going too long, but I don't want to have to tell everybody they're going too long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> different. It's a little different, right? Shit is shit is a lot. 
Um, no, nah, yeah, I did a great job though. But uh, yeah, I did miss the show, so you know, thank you for the welcome back. Thank you for the welcome back. So the Knicks played a basketball game last night. Um, the Knicks, the New York Knicks, finally got like a dub that. I think I I love payback dubs, right? Like I love revenge games, because especially when a team comes into your home and they embarrass you. I love those games, those redemption games. You know, um, the Knicks beat the Oklahoma City Thunder one twenty nine one nineteen, ended the five game West Coast road trip three and two. I know there were a lot of people. I saw people calling zero and five. I saw people saying it'd be it'd be surprising if we got one win for the for the fact that the team went three and two. That says a lot about this team. Um, it says a lot about the fact that you know we're gonna win and we're gonna lose, right? Like I feel like every day at this point is we won one, lost another, won one, lost another. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you're like literally in the middle of the pack. Um, but I loved how they pulled the game out last night. Um, I'm going to start it with saying that, I mean, I, I've said it once and I'm going to say it twice. Jalen Brunson is him. He's him. And we call, we we say a lot of people are him. We say a lot of people are him. That word is thrown out very um, loosely. Jalen Brunson is him. Like for real, for real. Uh, that man put on a show last night, a mid-range assassin, 34 points in 34 minutes, nine assists, one steal, finished the game 70% from the field. And that's crazy because he went one for six for three. <laughs> um, so there was a point where Jalen Brunson was like 13 for 13 from the field, like from the two, from the twos, man, like crazy. Like it was there was a point in that in that third quarter where it just we just looked bad, right? We were playing horrible defense. We couldn't stop the three. And Brunson was like, chill, I got this. I'm gonna put the team on my back. And he did he did that. Put the team on his back. He was unstoppable in the mid-range. And I I I I I've said it, but I'm gonna say it again, man. Jalen Brunson is the best point guard we've had since Walt Clyde Frazier. He's also the best player we've had on his team, talent-wise, since Carmelo Anthony. And that says a lot. And that's excluding nobody also. I think he's better than what we had in Stephon Marbury. Of course, better than Felton, Billups, Jason Kidd, all of them. At the points we got them, like, Jalen Brunson is him for real. And I need need y'all to acknowledge that and understand that. I saw you say it on the timeline. Or you said it during post-game prosperity, Sean, where, like, He's worth every single cent. Absolutely. That is what you, you've paid for a closer. You pay for a, a guy who has an unstoppable move that very little, there's very few people that can stop what Jalen Brunson does on the basketball court. And that is what you pay premier money for. And the fact that we got him for, in my opinion, a discount says a lot. So if we're going to bash the front office for one thing, and I'm going to get to the bash in the front office in a second. Um, I need y'all to, shout, to show love to the front office for getting guys like Jalen Brunson on his team. Um, shout out to R.J. Barrett, man. Um, way to get back into, the th- into things, man. 
there was a point where he was three for three from the three point line and six for six at like the twos for a while. Like like he was really poised, calm, and and he he really got himself into this game. I I saw Sean. I also saw Sean post. He feels like it's about to be an RJ masterclass. And when he wrote that, I felt it. I was like, yeah, I think so. I didn't tweet it, but I was like, I think he, I think tonight is an RJ game. And to see him come out, hit his first shot, and from then on, just play, play, play within the system, get to his shot. You know, he didn't look frazzled out there. He didn't look. You know, I want. You gotta be mindful. If they said he was sick, I really believe he was sick. He looked sick out there. Um, I don't believe R.J. Barrett is as bad as he's played up in you know the last two weeks. I think R.J. Barrett is finding himself in an offense where he has to play with two ball dominant players. You know, I yes, the bunnies, the layups. He still got. He still was getting his shit punched last night. But at the same time, I think R.J. Barrett has the the mentality to be able to push through what he was going through. And I don't think he's as bad as he played in the last two weeks. So to see R.J. Barrett do what he did last night, that was special. Um, 25 points, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal, 62% from the field. Got to love it. 75% from the three. Only missed one three. Got to love it. 100% from the free throw line. Um, he was a plus three. Um, that's that's the RJ that we 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 grew to love. The, uh, that's the RJ we grew to love. So I need that RJ consistently. Like you said, Sean again. I'm re- I'm referencing Sean a lot. Hmm. Uh, you you be, you be tweeting a lot, my boy. Uh, you said <laughs> last season RJ uh, broke his 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 uh, beginning of the season rut at the OKC game last season, and then he you know he played well from there on out. Let's hope that this is the same for this season. RJ, we got to get it together. We can't be champion for you and powering on the timeline for you to be, look like this, boy. I ain't going to hold you. Get it together. Get it together. And last night he did. Yo, honestly, this was my favorite quickly game to watch this season. Um, Quick just did all the right things. Um, I really liked watching Quick play basketball last night. It was really a fun experience. And I think that's what has been bothering me with quickly is that it, it wasn't as – like there were moments a lot this season thus far that it wasn't as fun as like that, that kid we grew to love his rookie year. I, last night reminded me of why quickly – why people like Sean love quickly. You know what I'm saying? 18 points, three rebounds, four assists, a steal. For the fact that almost <laughs> – like there's so many people on this team with either one or two steals – Almost everyone on the starting lineup had a steal outside of Julius Randle. Like, we played the shit out of some defense last night, yo. Like, Quick was 75% from the field, 80% from the three. That's the part that that I, I was missing from Quick. He was hitting that three, man. Like, finding his shot, getting comfortable with his shot. You know, it was really good to see, man. So, shout out to Quick. Especially in the midst of all his trade conversations and his name being brought up as being available, um, shout, you know, shout out to Quick, man. Shout out to the team, man. It, it, it felt really good watching us play together. It felt really good. Um, all right. I will say this. Julius Randle. I, I am just exhausted watching Julius Randle play basketball. Um, 
I, I wrote a tweet yesterday that kind of went up, and it, I said Julius Randle is such a hater when he is when someone else on his team is shining. And the crazy part about that is I wrote that about Julius Randle before he even did the walk off on the court. Because for me, I don't care about the walk off on the court. I don't care about like we. That's really some like body language expert kind of you know narrative. For me, it was watching his attitude and his performance in the last five minutes of the game. Julius Randle selectively hustles. He barely crashes the boards. He's a turnover machine, a bad shot taker, and he barely takes advantage of mismatches, right? And within all of that, this is things we've seen from this man to two and a half years but i'm okay with all of that if you weren't such an asshole bro if you wasn't such a like mopey whiny little kid sometimes bro like i would be okay i watched jr smith take take shots and jr smith at any given moment because would shoot a half-court shot at any given moment. It doesn't matter if it was the, the quarter was ending, game winner. It doesn't. J.R. Smith would take a half-court shot with 10 seconds into the shot clock, first possession. And still, J.R. Smith was loved by the team because it was just like he had a good attitude about things. With, J, with Julius Randle, it's frustrating and exhausting to watch him play basketball. Like, you got the nerve to salt when somebody having a good game because it wasn't just yesterday when he was soaking as Cam Reddish was having a good, as, as uh, RJ was having a good game and, and, and Jalen was having a good game. He did it when Cam Reddish was going off against the Utah jazz last week. He's done it quite a few times when RJ had his game. He's done it quite a few times. Like how are you a sore winner? How are you a sore winner, Julius? He always wants to be the guy who is the reason we win. Like, it, he suffers from main character syndrome. Like, he wants to be the reason everything is happening on the team. And that's so frustrating because energy is infectious in basketball. It is is deeper than being the most talented team. It's deeper than that. There's talent all throughout the league. It's the little things that 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 allow you to be championship caliber teams. It's luck, number one. Luck, luck is always plays a part. It's about you know what matchups you get, who's injured, all of that. But then when you look outside of luck, it's about playing together. It's about taking advantages of your mismatches. It's about everybody being on at the same time and being happy for each other being on because in order for us to truly make a splash in, in any meaning meaningful games, everybody has to be clicking on all cylinders. So the fact that we got a guy who when one player is having a night of his life, you sitting over and, and there's people who said, yo, it's because he wasn't getting the foul touches and, the you know, the refs wasn't going. Yo, you've been playing basketball for 10 years professionally you know that the refs are always going to be up and down why are you still letting the refs get you bent out of shape it's the same refs you probably had your whole career the same exact 
These guys been referees for like 30 years, bro. It's the same guys. You know how they move. That's not, that's a poor excuse to say why he's walking around the court soaking. Like Julius Randle needs to get off this team. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. Get him the fuck off this team. And then lastly, real quick, I know I've, I've rambled, but I've been gone for a few few days, so let me get this off if y'all don't mind. The front office. Yo, we have to consolidate. It's, at this point, we have to. Almost every player on the team should be getting minutes. Like, due to their skill set, due to what, what the, te the team needs, every player besides Evan Fournier should be playing basketball. Getting minutes. We have to find a way to consolidate. I don't know what the vi what the vision is, what the future is looking like in Leon's eyes. We have to figure out a way to get players to play basketball. Derrick Rose, I'm sorry, he has to go now. I I've come to terms with it. There's play there's too many good players on this team at that position for him to be taking up minutes. But we got to figure it out. We have to. And lastly, before I go to you, Sean, I just can't wait to see Evan Fournier and Dwight Howard get a championship ring in Taiwan. Um, Sean, it's on you. Yeah. Uh, I hope everybody's feeling excellent. Um, you know, I know sadly some people aren't feeling as excellent as they could be because RJ Bear had a good game last night. And I just need you to look in the mirror and realize something is wrong with you. Um, also, I, I didn't get to say it in the closing yes yesterday, but like it was so much love, yo. Like uh, yesterday's show, you know, like, Cedric was in a meeting. Uh, Julito ended up, you know, needing to sleep. And so I, I was, like, I was in the car on my way to, like, the passport office. There were people in the car with me. I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to do it. More was, like, Sean acting like he can't just start a space. And, like, I just saw, like, the responses on the timeline and, like, how everybody, like, truly felt like they were like, yo, what are we supposed to do now? And I was like, damn, I feel like I have to. And so... You know, that was really dope just to see, like, how much love y'all have for us and how much love y'all have for the show and what we do. Um, That was a great moment, honestly. That felt really cool. And also, shout out to Jay, Nikki, and Brill for helping to hold it down. Um, it, it was it was a really, like, yesterday was really cool. I thought that was really dope, man. So I just wanted to, like, be able to uh, express my appreciation for you guys and, you know, just for the, what, we, what we all do together. Um, But, yeah, as far as the game last night, man, uh, road trip, road trip that everybody's looking at is so daunting and you know i know that because we uh re re respond and react in real time and you know to games live as they happen and things like that and then you know days go between or whatever i suggested yesterday a moratorium on nick's talk where after a certain time everybody got to shut the hell up and talk about something else because what happens is we get so hyper fixated one game at a time that we fail to take a big picture view and even some of the people who claim to be taking the most big picture view have the most like uh, zoomed in microscopes. And so, yes, like from a game to game, the Warriors game was frustrating. The Suns game was frustrating. We felt really low in those moments. But at the end of the day, if you go back to a week ago, like when after that Thunder game, we had this trip coming up. If you would have said, hey, we're going to go three and two on this trip, I think we all would have taken it. I think we all would have taken it. And so we're still in that place. We still went three three and two on this trip. We're on the way back home. We're at 500. We could be better. We should be better. Yes, I agree. I'm not saying I don't want to be better. I'm not saying I don't want to have dropped some of the games we shouldn't have dropped. Like, I think if we're nine and nine, we could easily be 12 and six with some of the games we shouldn't have given away. 
And so you want to limit the games you give away going forward. But I think that, like, we have to, you know, I think even no matter what you want for this team, I think you got to evaluate where we're at. Uh, that that Deuce tweet up there is hilarious. But I think you got to evaluate where we're at, you know? Like, and so I think we're in a pretty good spot. Uh, I'm really appreciating, you know, and I want to shout out Tom Thibodeau real quick. I know that people are going to hate that. Um, but I feel like it's just important to be objective at all times. Uh, Evan Fournier is like real, real, real deal out of this rotation, like no matter what. And that really means a lot to me. Like that really means a lot to me. With Cam Reddish getting hurt and then Derrick Rose going down, last year's Tom Thibodeau would have snuck Evan Fournier back out there. And then it would have taken us three weeks to see him sit down again. And he's like, nah, no matter what. So Deuce McBride leapfrogging Fournier in, in the pecking order is a bigger deal than I think is being made of it. I really, really, really appreciate that, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. It gives us a chance to be a better basketball team. It gives us a chance to get better out of our basketball team. We're maximizing our talent. I don't want to hear about, I told you, I've been saying for a long, I don't want to hear about the roster doesn't have talent. I don't want to hear that because it's not true. And we saw the talent deploy differently yesterday. Some of those lineups were great, bro. Like when I saw Deuce out there with Quick and Grimes and RJ and Obi and Sims or whoever else was out there, it was it, it reminded me of last year's road trip when we went out there and we beat the shit out of uh, Mavericks and held them under 80 points when they were the number one offense in the league at that point. Uh, when we when that that same lineup had a run against the Clippers for like an 11 minute stretch where they were 34 to four on them. Like, we, we went five, like, OKC went five and a half minutes without a field goal yesterday. That that changes the game completely. That changes the game. And so, I just really, you know, I, I'm glad we got to see that. Jalen Brunson, stop playing with him. Listen, man, y'all can have your takes. I know everybody's got to have a take about everything. But, like, cut it out. Cut it out. Like, we're, we're looking for ways to find a way to be upset about certain things. Like, you know what I mean? I've heard Jalen Brunson isn't a point guard. He doesn't set guys up. Uh, State tweeted me and said, I challenged Jalen Brunson to throw an alley-oop. And he threw four in, like, two minutes last night. Like, whatever challenge, like, what what's next? What, what do you need next? You know? Like, just, like, my thing, and I keep saying it. I feel like I say it every episode now. Y'all are Knicks fans, bro. Like, y'all are Knicks fans. Like, how dare you have a point guard come over here and play extremely competent basketball at an efficient level while setting things up for his teammates and turn your nose up at it? Based on what? On who? What standard are you holding them to? Like, this imaginary standard y'all have has to stop. Has to stop. As Alito just said, this is our best point guard since Clyde. And y'all are shitting on a man saying he's not a point guard. 34 points, 9 assists. 70% from the field, 15 for 16 from two-point range. The first guard in NBA history to have a 90% field goal percentage from two in a 30-point game. That's different, bro. That's very different. And stop being selective about, like, you know, some of y'all are efficiency police at any other time, but then you're not blown away by Jalen Brunson. You're not moved. I, I just don't get it. Like, what is it? You guys grade everybody on different scales so that everything can end up with you complaining. I saw a heck Breeze on tweet, and my man said, oh, I hate that we added Jalen Brunson 
not just because not not in all fairness that not because of his skill set or anything. We just weren't ready for a floor raiser. And I need once again the bigger picture. I need y'all to stop zooming in so much. First of all, this team right here can compete at some level. And at the end of the day, it's a four-year contract. It's a four-year, it's not, it's not a one-year rental. It's not like we rented him for this year and he's gonna skew it this year. No, if we're not ready for it this year, then cool. We got the floor general in place. He he got acclimated, he started running things, he got used to this being his show, and then next year we'll figure something out around it, whatever. But it's just like I I I don't know. I don't I can't, I don't know how you guys keep doing that. I don't know how you guys keep doing that. Emmanuel quickly, my guy, my guy. Shout out to shout out to Emmanuel quickly. You know the vibes. My guy's been doing excellent defensively. Four for five from three yesterday. Like bas Knicks basketball is better when Emmanuel quickly's on the floor, bro. He's always bringing the energy. He's always bringing the intensity. He's always bringing the defensive effort. He's always crashing the boards. And I'm telling, if the shot is starting to fall now, it's curtains for the league. It's curtains. I need my guy shot to fall consistently so badly. But it's curtains. I love seeing. I love the confidence he was shooting with. Like, no hesitation at all. Letting it fly. That's what we need. That's what we need. Quentin Grimes hasn't shot the ball well yet. At all. At all. And it's been incredibly impressive. And I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing. Last year, Quentin Grimes was, what, 37, 38% from three? Like, he, and he was, you know, we loved it. He was great. Catch and shoot. That was his thing. Catch and shoot and defense. And this year he's taking his game to another level without the shot even falling yet. He's he's such he's so impactful on the floor. His defense is great. I I love his first step. I love the way he's attacking the basket. Like he's like with the shooter that he is, the way that he can attack closeouts is almost unfair. It's almost unfair and it bends the defense for sure and his playmaking shots all for that like Quentin Grimes it's different, man. Like, I love having him out there. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's getting rotation minutes again. And, you know, uh, he did a great job on Shea last night. Just an excellent job defensively, contesting all of his shots, getting vertical, getting through the screens, banging in the post, whatever it took. Quentin Grimes did it. Absolutely love to see it. And now, uh, once again, this shouldn't be a victory lap. It's not a victory lap to me. It's not a victory lot to me. I, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that, like, some people are legitimately, like, I, I don't understand how you're a fan of the Knicks, right? And you see RJ go through that slump, and Julito just said it was two weeks. And honestly, that's not even true. And I'm not saying that to slight you, Julito, but it just isn't. And, and I know it seemed that way because of how everybody talked about it, but yesterday was Monday. That Thunder game where he was terrible and sat out in the second half was Sunday. It was a week. It was a bad week. And so everybody became so hyper fixated on a bad week. And it almost seems like people wanted that to continue because I don't know how anybody, Cedric said it. He was like, hey, we need RJ to be good. If RJ is ass, like y'all are saying, then we're screwed. And so I don't know how, as a Knicks fan, you see this man start, you see this man play better, have that pet back in his step. You see his jumper looking the way it was looking yesterday. Like you could see he had his legs back. It was clear. It was clear that's not that, that guy, that guy last night and the guy from Denver are not the same person. It's not the same person. He was very clearly sick. He was very clearly affected. And so I don't know how you see him playing like that, how you see him, you know, get that dunk and let that emotion out and feel better like that. How you see him playing hard all game and don't and you're not happy about it. 
But some of y'all want to be right about RJ so badly that you can't even be happy when he succeeds. And I think that's a problem. It's weird. It's really weird. Like, I, I, I don't know, bro. We should all be happy about that. Like I said, I can't stand Evan Fournier as a basketball player. Don't think he's good for this team at all. Think he shouldn't be on the floor. He's terrible. All that stuff. If he came out of nowhere and had a 25-point game, 30-point game, whatever, and he was he looks good, and he I would be happy about the game, if even if it was just the game. I would be happy about it. But y'all are miserable. And now I see, oh, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He can't do He won't do it anymore. Like, against OKC last week, a week ago, when he had a bad half, didn't even get a chance to have a bad game. When he had a bad half, y'all came out the woodworks. That, mind you, that was a game after he had 30 points on 60%, and right after the stretch of him having seven games, shooting over over 50% or at 50%, over 40 from three, and averaging 24. And one bad half, and y'all were saying he was trashed. One bad half, and y'all, oh, he's trash, he's ass, we should have traded him, blah, 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 all of this. You didn't need to see more then. It was just one bad half. So now one good game against that same team on the road, and oh, it, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. You need more now. You didn't need more when it was bad, but you need more when it's good. That's weird to me. And so, um, and even like the perception of RJ, it's all gotten very strange to me. Like I'm putting, um, and this isn't, this uh, Ace Zulo, I saw this tweet yesterday and I, it's, this isn't an attack at him at all. It's just a perspective thing and it put it in perspective for me. He was like, tough to have, an, uh, tough to have honest combos regarding RJ, though I think most can agree on the following. We are 215 games in his career. He's been a disappointment. I expected better. And so for me personally, I, that that tweet really made me think, and like I, I'm a very I'm very optimistic on RJ. I'm higher than on RJ than probably the average person for sure. Um, than more than the average person. I'm very high on RJ, and so even with me being high on RJ from the start, when I look at that and say 215 games in his career has been a disappointment, I expected better. Some people aren't even that high on RJ and claim they never were. And so, what is it that you expected? Because if at the beginning of RJ's career. When we were coming off of what, a 17, 19 win season or whatever it was, if you would have told me that within his first three seasons, he would become a 40% three point shooter, when people were saying he'd never be able to shoot, if you would have told me that in the second season, he'd average 18 points a game and be the second best player on the team that got a home, a home playoff series, um, if you would have told me that he would average 20 points a game in his third year, I, I would have signed up for all of that. I would have signed up for that. I wouldn't be like, oh, man, GOAT, like he's the greatest player of all time. But, like, that would have sounded good to me. I would have been like, all right, yeah, cool. That's good. I like that. Progression. And so then I really thought about it, and I was like, okay, 215 games. And I looked up how many games Christos Porzingis played for the Knicks. And this is why I think that, you know, spaces and all this stuff and everybody's trying to be an analyst or a content creator, and, and we're, everything is content, so we're all content creators. But everybody trying to be an analyst or an expert or whatever it is, is kind of ruining the landscape of like actual fanhood because people are getting so caught up in narratives. Because I don't think, I, like, you know, it, it wasn't this much going on before. And people didn't have this much like expression before. But I feel like generally the entire fan base loved Christos Porzingis. Loved Christos Porzingis. Like championed him, you know, held him in the highest regard, the unicorn, all of that. Christos Porzingis never even made it to 215 games. Christos Porzingis played one game in April in his career as a Nick. He never made it to the playoffs. He never won anything. His career high here was 22 points and six rebounds. 
And he was our savior. He was the man until he got traded. He had the full support of the fan base in 168 games and couldn't even stay healthy. Now, RJ has been close to an Ironman, playing even when he shouldn't, because he should have sat out when he was sick, but playing even when he shouldn't, uh, showing up, continuously improving. He made it to the playoffs. Like, I, I just, I don't see why he doesn't get the same support. Why people have to, like, take a stance of, like, oh, no, I'm not in on him. I Like, you were in on Christos Porzingis. And I don't think that he was some, like, you know, we made him seem like he was the greatest player ever. But he wasn't, like, you know, he wasn't that. But so what? what is it about RJ? Is it that you decided that that's how you're going to approach him? Is it you've decided, like, I, I, like I said, I had high expectations. And I don't feel like I've been disappointed the 215 games. Was I disappointed the last week? Yes. Of course. We all were. We wanted to play better. He was sick. He looked terrible. But, like, we got to stop letting that become, like, you know, the way that people view his career. And what people, you know, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Because y'all loved KP. So just give RJ that opportunity, bro. Like, give RJ the opportunity to be supported by the fan base. You don't have to think he's going to be an all-star. You don't have to think his ceiling is as high as I do. You don't. You cannot be sold on RJ and still root for him. You don't have to, like, be dismayed by his good performances and feel like you're the guy who's got to be the contrarian and come out and say, oh, well, I, I he won't do it again, though. He'll be better. Like, wh what is that? Why? He's on your team, you fucking loser. I don't understand that. I can't wrap my head around it, bro. And once again, I keep saying, it. these are no longer victory laps, bro. It shouldn't be a victory lap because I don't see why we're not running together. Why are you running in the opposite direction of me celebrating one of our young players being successful? Why aren't you running in the same direction I am? But I'm the weirdo, right? I'm the ass shaker for, for celebrating, for being happy. That my player is no longer playing terribly. Some of y'all are disappointed that RJ Barrett stopped playing like shit. And you're hoping that he goes back to it. So that you can be right. Because you're a bigger fan of yourself than the Knicks. And you're nasty as shit. It's on you, said. That you would grab me, undermine me, and backstab me. But I can see clearly now the rain is gone, the pain is gone. But what you did was still wrong. There was a few times I needed your support, but you tried to play me like an indoor sport, like racquetball, tennis, pool, whatever. All I know was that you attempted to be clever. Nevertheless, cleverness can't impress, because now you've been exposed like a personal dress. And I can see through you, because I'm the guru. And what you gonna do when I start to step to you? Because when I take your back, I'll be hurting you. And this ain't no threat, so take it personal. Six pack wood when I'm traveling. Fuck the legs, cause the clip fit good. And I care about the slide to the hood like an avalanche. 
Yo, yo, yo. What's good, what's good, what's good? Listen. Had to jump with that. Take it personal. That's gangstar for those who don't know. I felt like RJ coming back and the whole team against OKC who who Jalen Brunson in his postgame comment said, you know, that they 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 they, they, they kicked our ass. They they handed it to us. I thought they took that game personally and, and that they was going to show up last night, and they did. So starting off with some, some old-school hip-hop paying homage to Guru, rest in peace, Gangstar, DJ Premier. And then, yo, listen, man, if you haven't figured it out by now, every time Jalen Brunson goes off, we go into the Rock. You know what I mean? We go to Philly. Every time that boy gets busy, that's what we're going to do. Sean, I need, I, need, um, I need a drop of you calling people fucking losers. <laughs> Bro, I had gotten so caught up in what you were saying <laughs> when you was like, it's your concept. The, the the mouse wasn't where it needed to be because I was really listening. Like, yo, he's going off right now, man. Um, respect, man. I, I just want to, I want to, I heard a lot of talk yesterday uh, about, about Rowan. And I, I thought you, I thought you did a good job, Sean, of just being confused about the, the, where, where we're at. On the timeline, I, I was listening to, I listened to the KCDA music. I, I know that sounds kind of like, I don't know, self gratuitous or something, but like, I, it's some good songs on there on the playlist. So I'll be playing it sometimes, right? So I was listening to it the other day, and uh, weeks ago I played Family Business, and it was talking about RJ. And I'm I'm always coming at it from the place of, like I said, I, we need RJ to have games like last night. If you listen to the sermon, I said, I want to see RJ having good games against bad teams, good teams, and, and, and any night. And so it, I don't know why it's become such a such a hot button. You know, uh, yesterday, Vinny was, in, was was saying that he was in uh, he was in the, in, 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 the, in the room that y'all had. And he was basically saying that Evan Fournier should be playing, I guess, over RJ. And I had heard some things. People are saying maybe RJ should be a six man, et cetera. Uh, because because of the talent that Cam has and and the defense that that Grimes provides and you know they had decent takes with respect to that even when you look at the money you know Jordan Poole is the sixth man Tyler Hero is the sixth man if that role suited him better and he was cooking I'm I'm fine with four one oh seven but I didn't know what the hell Benny was talking about uh, bringing Evan back. Because Evan was one of the worst players on his team, he didn't give us any offense, he didn't give us any defense, and so I did. I, did, I, did, I mean, I can understand not liking RJ, and he was playing kind of ass, but even his ass pause was better than what we saw from Evan. So I don't know if Benny's coming up. I don't know. If hey, yo. hey, I'm I'm sorry. I'm 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 I'm, I'm moving right now. I'm moving and shaking, baby. Uh, yeah, I just I was confused. It was me, Benny, and, and more. 
I don't know who was not letting him get his take off yesterday in the room. That wasn't me. I, like, get your take. I wanted to understand it, but I don't understand. I don't understand why Evan should be coming in. I want to. I want to send some love to Evan, man. He's, his wife, beautiful black woman, is uh she's pregnant right now. She's doing February, and um you know Evan is saying that if traded, he he you know probably be away from his family. My heart goes out to him. Uh, he seems like a good guy. He's just not playing good, you know, good basketball on this team. And probably needs a change of scenery. That's how I feel about that's how I feel about Evan. I, I think y'all are right, man. Deuce, we're not giving Deuce enough love. And I think it's because Deuce can't break nobody down off the dribble. And we need that dribble drive penetration. Um, but his defense is, is is amazing. And he's been hitting some shots. And he just brings a he he brings an energy. Do I do I need Deuce being a part of the 10 man rotation right now? I mean Let's 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 play some more games. I, I think that if we look at the on-off numbers right now, we, we see that Rose, even though we, we, we he hasn't been the Rose that we know from two years ago, um, the numbers still look better when 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 Rose is playing, playing that point guard position. So w- we'll see. I, I like the fact that we have talent. I don't, you know, guys get injured all the time, and so having depth is 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 a strength. And so I'm, I'm happy to see that. It's about how we use our depth. I don't know what's going on with iHeart, man. Like, I don't know what's up with my, my, my half-black brother, man. You know, on the timeline, it seems like the, the, the some of some of the, the some of the black brothers and, and some of the Jewish brothers have been beefing. So maybe iHeart is at war with himself. I, I don't know. But he's not playing that well. And uh that's frustrating for me. And, and listen, man, black people and Jewish people uh, have, have been, you know, have built a great coalition in, in years previous. So don't let don't let people rile you up. I heart. I'm talking to you. Don't let them rile you up. Don't don't be divided uh, within yourself. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I feel a way about the way he's playing. I know he's not being used correctly, but I, I think he has a lot of talent, and we saw it early on. And so, I don't know, man. You know, the, the nature of spaces, the nature of that. It's, this has always been basketball talk. If you was if you was in the barbershop, spaces is a new barbershop. So in the barbershop. Cats throw out wild takes. They say crazy shit. It's just it's just amplified now because we all got microphones and we you know we're doing this every day, every other day. But I've heard some of the craziest shit in the barbershop. So this is not new. People people being uh, hyper reactionary, uh, people having extremely bad takes. You know that that's just the game. I, I I got some bad takes, man. Let me tell you. You want to hear a bad take from me? It was a point where RJ was slumming. This was two years ago. Sean with a W would tell you. And I was like, fucking Kobe White looks better than R.J. Barrett. Because <laughs> he was slumming, man. And Kobe White ain't looked like shit since. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm just acknowledging all that, man. Look, I'm looking forward to this show, man. I know the energy is going to be way up. Um, I did get a Peloton ride in while while Julito was was was, was, was talking. I'll post it in the, in, in, in the chat. Peace and love to everybody, man. I hope you I hope y'all have a, a great show today. But I also really hope we we all give thanks. Fuck the uh fuck the uh the pilgrims, but we give thanks to eat some good food. Love. Yes, sir. Um, while I bring up the co host, yo, I don't necessarily know of saying that was a bad take because I'm sure it was it wasn't far fetched and it wasn't off in the moment you posted it or said it. You know what I mean? Like, in hindsight, we say it was a bad take because you look back and Kobe White literally has been non-existent uh, for the rest of his career. But, like, 
and that's the thing like that I, I think I said it on a, a few shows ago like when I make a tweet and then it's still being talked about on the timeline hours and hours later and people are like not realizing I wrote a tweet in a moment or I had a take in a moment I, I think even the words are saying our thoughts are takes is where it's starting to blur the line because you can have a thought that you don't like a player or you like a player and it doesn't have to necessarily be a take. It's just an opinion. Um, oh, I did want to say this. I did want to say this. I am no, I'm not acknowledging Julius like that no more. I, I, I hollered at Kaz. I told Kaz he was wilding <laughs> because last week he wasn't here. But Kaz came here uh, raising the Julius uh, banner. And then. Nah, Kaz was ass shaking. Kaz yeah, was yeah. He was raising the banner. And then I hit him after Julius started being on this bullshit again. I said, hey, man. I told you not to. I told you not to to, to put, place your faith in this guy. And hey, Sean, even you said that day because because you was high off that game. You know, maybe I would like this guy on my team later. And I was like, I heard what you said. I was like, no, you're gonna regret saying this. You don't want this man on your team. Like and like, so I'm not gonna pull with everybody else. I'm not looking at every. I'm I'm not gonna be the uh, body language police. You, you're right. He he gets hacked a lot. He doesn't get calls. I understand what you're saying, Julito, as far as he needs to, you know, you've been in the league 10 years. I'm just not, I'm tired of watching this guy in this microscope. Just, you know, play well enough to get us an asset or or, or at least be a wash and equal value so we don't got to give up nothing and be out, bro. Because this, this shit just ain't for you. Yeah. Um, as, I want to respond to the body police conversation as well. I hate when people say that because it's like the same people who, who call out body police experts are all season last season was body police experts when we had no idea what was going on with Randall the same way we don't know what was going on with Randall now. Um, and for six months of last year, everybody was body police. But now all of a sudden, because you decided you don't want people to be body, you don't want to be a body police expert no more. Now everybody is. I think some body people are body expert. policing in a way that like you calling him out is one thing. I, you, there are people whose whole fucking timeline is dedicated to finding clips of this man or some shit. I've never been on that. Guess what? Guess what? It. Guess what? This is how I feel about that though, Cedric. You can't push a button that somebody don't got. I can't go and look for clips of a person if the clips don't exist. So that's the point in this in this in my entire talk about Julius Randle today. But I'm not talking about you. I'm no, 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 you. no. I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm saying for those people looking for the clips, and they do be ODing. They do. That's they, what I'm saying. They ODing. They, like I, I no. get a clip here, a clip there, but like, yo, dog. Every game you are dedicating time to find Julius bad Julius Randle clips in a win. Find me some good, yo. Find me that dunk that RJ did. No, like, I'm Cedric. I promise you, I I'm with you. And at the same time, Julius Randle shouldn't have that many bad clips every game that you got to go find. That's the point here, bro. Like you, I I I'm repeated. I can't push a button if you ain't got the button. We can't go and say Julius Randle is has a horrible attitude in almost every game where you can go and see a moment where Julius Randle did something that was like, what are you doing, bro? Like the way, I mean, who knows? Who knows what happened? They could have just walked past each other. But there's a whole clip where he basically walked through OB top and chest as they was walking. Now, it wasn't even like, oh, my bad, bro. Oh, yo, yo, you know, I got you. My pardon self. He just walked and bumped the shit out of OB and then OB looked like, 
it like why do why is there so many clips available of you and your toxic ass energy? That's the point here. <laughs> so like, stop with the body police expert comments. Everybody is a uh, some somewhat fake expert of something in this none of y'all are really really having conversations with these guys talking to them in in the locker rooms hearing what their experience was of the game slash day or life they have we all make assumptions that either are valid or inaccurate stop with the policing how people have opinions i'm tired of that worldwide sports takes regular takes human takes religion i'm tired of all of it let people have a fucking opinion and go about your business because what you shit don't make me what you eat don't make me shit i don't care i don't care what y'all think about a basketball player i don't care you can say you could talk about julius Randle all day on the time i don't care i personally don't care and i think we all need to stop caring about what these niggas say bro who can I? If you feel Julius Randle's the worst player on on the team and he's horrible, by all means, stop going on the timeline telling people what to care about. It's annoying from everybody. All right. <sighs> I care. Stop fucking posting them links all the goddamn time. All right, Cedric. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, let's let's move on. Uh, we're going to start the show with, uh, y'all, we're going to start with Jay Nicky because Jay Nicky is suffering from success. I need suffering. I need you to put Jay Nicky's head pause on um, that DJ Khaled album cover, Suffering from Success, because Jay Nicky is going through it on the timeline. Um, he is f- f- extremely frustrated <laughs> and the enemy of the timeline. Every time, yo, this is what you get when you tweet about the Knicks eighty times in one day, Jay Nikki. It's you're going to bring. You, you know what's the craziest part, bro? Oh, hold on, Jay Nikki. You know what? You know why? You know why they? You know why they hate you now? I realize it. I just dawned on me. At, at nine hundred and and ninety one followers, thank you everybody. Thank you so much. Nine ninety two. Thank you everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah, you you're at twenty six hundred right now. And you ain't said thank you to a mother because of y'all. Y'all did that. Y'all is on your ass, Jay Nikki. They is on your me. ass. Y'all bullied me to stop thanking my people. I blame y'all. <laughs> y'all you stop being a, you stop being a man of the people and started being for self. This is what you get. Low key, I feel like I turned into a toxic boy. Not gonna hold you. I don't know what happened. You <laughs> did start what? turning into a toxic boy a little bit. I had to. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I see it. I see it in myself. I'm fighting for my life. Julito's absolutely right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, peace to y'all, man. KCDA best show out there, man. Uh, first and foremost, fire Tom Thibodeau. Stay on my mentions, please. Y'all are annoying. I can't do anything right, but it's, it's stop. I'm not the one. I'm really not. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I'll just go, I'm just talk about the elephant in the room. Julius Randall is just he gotta go. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I, I've expanded so much energy. I'm gonna I'm gonna give grace by shutting up. But that is that is all I'll say on him. He has to go. Period. Um, RJ Barrett haters, what are you gonna say now? Oh yeah, he has to do it again. Granted, whatever. Sure, have your victory lap. It's only been one game. It was against OKC. It was against Lou Dort. It was against whatever you're gonna say. Go ahead, say it. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. You're gonna look stupid again because the craziest thing this is not the first time he's done it all season. Even though most haters have 
pretended that this is an anomaly and it's never happened before, but okay. Whatever narrative helps you sleep, I really could care less. R.J. Barrett is who the fans know who he is to be. The people who are diminishing his name, throwing it all through the mud, you're not a fan. I don't care what anyone says, you're not a fan. You can't prove to me otherwise. You want to call me a police officer, do what you want. You're not a fan. If you're throwing his name in the mud and dragging it, whatever. And that's all I say about R.J. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm actually here to talk about Brunson. I'm going to talk about Brunson real quick, please. I know, you, I know, I know. I'm just talking about Brunson real quick. and just give some numbers real quick. Jalen Brunson. Out of all Eastern point guards, he's second in total points. Jalen Brunson, out of all Eastern point guards, third in total assists, sixth in total steals, fifth in total rebounds out of all point guards in the Eastern Conference. But you know what's the best number about all of those? He's the 14th highest paid point guard in the whole league. Y'all said he was an overpay. Stop it. We're underpaying him. Stop. Stop. He is nice. Period. Leave it at that. There needs to be no more buts. Of the conversation, he is nice. Period. Stamp. Seal it. Deliver it. That's all I got. Spin. I know these are like, damn. I gotta do my takes over. Those are my stats. Spit is a Nikki with the stats. Yeah, I never got that overpaid conversation. It was. I think it was just like all people and their opinions on automatic. Like, yeah. bro, how is that an overpay, bro? Like, y'all just say everything is an overpay because it's $20 million. Like, and it's more than we all make in a lifetime. Like, please. People just like having things to complain about. I wanted to speak to something that uh, Cedric said um, about how, you know, Benny was in his... Because I, I saw that because I was also... That was also in my mentions. Um, and I really held my tongue. Um, but, you know, what happened was... Benny Benny was in the space yesterday. I didn't I, I didn't bring him up, but like I didn't like, you know, silence him or anything. I don't think he ever tried to speak. Um but you know, like I think he was offended or he felt attacked by like me saying that people have stupid opinions or like die on stupid hills. And so what happened in the mentions was he said something to Cedric about, oh yeah, Fournier should play, which we all know is stupid. I don't really need to have a conversation with anybody who, who feels like Evan Fournier should play, period, but especially who feels like Evan Fournier should play over R.J. Barrett. But here's the reason I don't need to have a conversation about it, right? So he said, my rationale is our record. And then Cedric said, what does that mean? Like, And he was just like, you know, what does that mean? Like, explain that so that I can understand. And then Benny was like, oh, I don't know where this contentious energy is coming from, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, Somebody asked you to make sense of what you think and you felt attacked. That means you're saying something stupid. Like, if somebody says, hey, can you make that make some sense? And you're like, oh, why are you, what, what is this? Why are you getting all contentious? It's because you're saying something fucking stupid and that's why I can't take your opinion seriously. Sorry. Y'all be wanting me to take your opinion seriously and then you start malfunctioning when somebody tells you to make sense. Stop it. You know what, you know, you know what the issue is here? Um... Is y'all keep conversing with people that you should have cut off a long time ago? Like Benny said one thing to me, like episode ten of this show, in like a year ago, and I never spoke to him again. No, same, same. That's the that's the point. Y'all don't know how to cut I'm, people. I'm, off. I, I fuck with Benny. <laughs> that's the I issue. Think here. A, I think he's a closet Nets fan. I'll be honest with you, uh, but but. But he's a decent guy. That is the issue here. Y'all keep 
controlling conversations with people that annoy y'all because you feel like you have to. I don't got to talk to nobody, and I will not. That's that, all well, I, that's why I was like, I wanted to say something, but I was like, I'm not going to get in this conversation because I'm not going back and forth. That's what I'm saying. Just like, y'all be conversing with people y'all don't enjoy their conversation. <laughs> like, why? I'm not you guys know you can always message me. I'm here to talk. Edric loves talking to y'all. Keep it he up. does. And I'm not. Like, what's the, you? Two things. If you say something like completely wild, like saying Fournier needs to play over, like, I'd never speak to you again about basketball. And also, if you get like disrespectful, like, people get disrespectful off, the, off, the, off their pages and then think they're going to speak to me again. Or, or like, <laughs> not uh, or get blocked or not get blocked. Like, that's why it's mad people who've been blocked and they've asked me to unblock them and I ignored them asking me to unblock them. Because you probably called me out my name, you know, invited me to a private part, something crazy that you wouldn't do in real life. And that's what... Yo, wait, Cass be talking to you that crazy? That. They invite you to a private... Bro, <laughs> my timelines be in shambles. Jay Nicky, are you... Cr- that's why I'm laughing at Jay Nikki. You, I've been going through this for two years, but I don't talk about it because I don't even be on my Twitter like that, bro. Like it's the timeline is it's nuts. It's nuts, bro. You don't. I mute my posts too. Y'all gotta learn how to mute your posts, man. But y'all like getting the. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not famous, man. My timeline is full of love. <laughs> oh no, no, no! My timeline is full of love. I'm just saying, like, if it's a post, like, you know, that get, that goes semi-viral, like, you know, then you get the, the people coming from their fake pages and stuff like that. It's, it's normal stuff. Normal stuff. Um, I don't get no nudes. Nobody sends me no nudes. You're mad. Hello? Yo, son. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying what? I'm just saying that nobody sends me, uh, you know. Like, why, is, why are you making note of it? I'm just acknowledging <laughs> that while you're getting hate, I would, like, if somebody sent me a nude, I'm gonna look at the nude. Yo. <laughs> Are you soliciting nudes on your platform? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, but you're right. That is, maybe I was. Wink, (laughs) wink. What the? I'm just. Man said, I I sure hope someone doesn't send me a nude today. (laughs) Oh man, this show, man. Xmoviesforyou.com. All right. All right, that's why I know I should never right. let dead air occur on this show because it's always <laughs> going to go bad. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, we're going to go to Deej, King Deej. What up, my boy? I just want to, like, ask, how the fuck am I supposed to follow up with that? Like, I don't even know where that No one from. knows. No one knows, man. No one knows. You just got to shout out your favorite porn star, bro. All right, all right. Peace to the peace and love to the room. Um, uh yeah. With that being said, I mean, uh, listen, the Knicks, the way you, the way you, the way I qualify it, this is just my opinion, and I don't really care about anybody else's opinion because I just come up here, say what I need to say, and then I'm out. I respect everybody's opinion, but I don't give a shit about anybody else's opinion but my own. With that being said, it's okay to be objective as a Knicks fan and still be a Knicks fan. So I do agree with Sean on that point where y'all be losing me is where you're like y'all rooting for them to be bad and stay bad, and then we just are doomed to be bad. So, for perfect example for me, I tweeted about R.J. Barrett and his struggles. But I, me personally, I'm judging R.J. Barrett not as a Chris Dots Porzingis replacement. I'm judging R.J. Barrett as a all-star. 
So my expectations of him are higher than most. So when I see him struggling, I don't wait one game or two games to do it. I wait five games, six games to see if he's really panicking or flustering. Because I, I, I know this is just me. You're probably not, not going to agree with it at all for anybody that's listening. But until R.J. Barrett takes that leap into this is his team, then Julius Randle's not going nowhere. Tibbs ain't going to get fired. The, the regime will stay the regime. R.J. Barrett has to show this franchise that he is the guy for them to do all the necessary steps in order for us to be happy. Everything that everybody talks about on a daily, which is fucking annoying, but you guys just have to talk about something in, in general. But we never talk about R.J. Barrett's leap year. Year four is the leap year for everybody that we compare him to. And me personally, I'm judging him based on all those people that you mentioned him to. The Jimmy Butlers, the Jalen Browns, Wiggins, Tatum. I'm sorry, but the first 16 games, sickness or not, he's been below average. So now I appreciate that he balled out against the same team that basically took his superpowers away after that Detroit game. And I'm glad that he's feeling better. So now, again, I'm going to disappear for another five or six games because I'm waiting to see how Mitchell Robinson and Cam Reddish look. So far, Mitchell Robinson and, and Quentin Grimes look great defensively. I want to see more of that because, to be honest, we still haven't seen our full our full team yet. Jalen Brunson has a better PER than Fred Van Fleet and Jamal Murray. So, I mean, yeah, Jay Nicky took the shine. I mean, he's the best. Assist. I said it. I said it. I think I, I said it in the first 10 games. He's the best assist to turnover ratio player in the league. Not not at a position in the league. So I, I just want to see how it looks when everybody comes back. Give it another 10 games, another 15 games. I'm very happy that they went three and two because I was expecting detonation. I was one of those people that was expecting detonation. And I'm OK to say that they did detonate and I'm, I'm cool with that. So we can cheer that on and keep moving forward. But it's okay to be objective about RJ Barrett. All right. All right. It's okay, all right, man. Deech. All right, Deej. All right. You, you, you ain't been listening to the show in a while. You you don't know when I unmute. You, you got like five seconds. It's the wrap it up box. Peace and love, Alito. All right. Show ass out of here. You go. You go, <laughs> you go on out of here. Lock the door behind you. All right. Shit. I knew he was about to start repeating some shit he said already. Don't you feel it when they start repeating the shit they said already? When they be like, you know, because I, like I was saying, no, ain't no like you were saying. We heard the first time. But God, what God. I will say to that, though, is like, there's nothing wrong with DJ's take. Like, I feel like that's the way to be objective. You can feel like nah, he was needs to be better. You can feel like, you know, but I, I, I don't feel like. Deej just rooting against RJ. Or like Deej wants RJ to be bad so that Deej can be right. Deej just wants RJ to be better. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, we all want RJ to be better. There's nothing wrong wanting RJ to be better. But it's the way that people go about doing it that makes it so very nasty. Nah, uh, I'm, 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 all, I'm with you there. I want to talk about something real quick. Because I have been on the show in a uh, few days. Uh, Papa Left is down there in the speaker. And Papa Left is going to stay down there in the speaker because I, I I really took it away when Papa Left made an entire list of all of the content creators he think are good, and not one KCDA member was on that list. And KCDA, in all fairness here, he did not say content creators. What he said? Good. He said his favorite basketball minds. There is a difference. Oh, all right, cool. And what I'm saying still stands. 
just off the simple fact alone that we are the only show that allow you a voice outside of your own. The only show that allow you a voice outside of your own. And you ain't even put not one KCDA member in that conversation. You want to talk about, man. You want to talk about for a few games, man. He, he then edited the list to add me. Exact no, nah, I don't want no fucking no edit, no, no, no spin yeah. spin I, a I, block. I, I, <laughs> I don't want no spin a block ad. Fuck out of here. You want to time out. They, you ain't never been invited to Schwinny and them shit. They they don't they don't even they they think you're crazy. Okay? KFTV has banned you and exiled you. Ari from Manhattan is literally on your show. He's right there. He was right there. He was there. Y'all, you hear, you talk to him. You text me every damn day. And now what, you know what? You stay down there. And you, you, I need a written essay. I need a, a two minute video of why you are uh, apologizing. I'm going to give you Kyrie motherfucking list. I think who, comprise the Kyrie list. Everybody in the chat, chat game, comprise the Kyrie list of things Papa Left have to do to get back on the goddamn K, KCDA stage. <laughs> you have until 1.30 p.m. You got to go to White Plains and get some Cambod Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to go... I, um, go ahead, Sean. No, you just told him to make a two-minute video. That's the... You, <laughs> You don't ever tell Papa Left to make a video. One thing, if one thing Papa Left gonna do is make a video. Him in the car. <laughs> Showing that damn Tesla screen. I hope it. <laughs> I hope it. I hope it malfunction. Oh my goodness! Fuck out of here, Papa Left. I hope your car gets you to where you're going very safely. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I need Chat Gang to compile a list of things Papa Left need to do to get back on the KCDA stage. 1.30 p.m. pronto. I will read it on the final notes. On the final notes. All right. Speaking of Toxic Boys, Ari from Manhattan, how are you? Well, salute, salute. Uh, great job. Um, first of all, 100% right on the Papa Left uh, basketball minds take. That was not an actual realistic take. That was him pandering uh, to people he's trying to get close to. Um, so I do not stand by that list. That was a garbage list, 1,000% trash list. Um, but Papa's still my guy. But listen, if we're going to hold everyone accountable, uh, let's hold everyone accountable. Trash list. All right. That being said, two quick takes. So the R.J. Barrett take. I'm going to go through the list real quick. All right. Hold on one second. All right. So in 2021, Evan Mobley was the third pick. In 2020, LaMelo Ball was the, the third pick. In 2019, R.J. was the third pick. In 2018, Luka Doncic was a third pick. In 2017, Jason Tatum was the third pick. In 2016, Jalen Brown was a third pick. Other notable third picks in the league, Joel Embiid, James Harden, uh, Bradley Beal. You, you get where I'm going with this. And great call by Deej. Fantastic call. I nominated to be possibly the co-host of the show um, because the whole Overton window on R.J. Barrett this year was supposed to be the year he was all-star, right? He got paid. Fourth year, he was coming off a good second half of the year. This was the year he was supposed to take a step. And now the Overton window has shift, shifted from him being an all-star to him not being a bust, breaking out of the slump. You're not doing any justice 
to R.J. Barrett or the Knicks organization by holding him to a lower standard and being like, oh, he had a good game. Like, you know, I understand you want to believe in him, but, you know, accountability is, is love. When you hold people accountable, you're, you're, you're loving someone because you want them to do better. And just getting on the timeline, being like, R.J.'s are not, not bad. Not like he hasn't shot 41% from his field goal percentage over a four-year um, fucking time is, 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 is just not being honest, right? So I hope he does better, but we got to hold him um, to, to that standard. And the second take and the more important take before I get off, my problem with the Knicks is that they are so, like, we know that the Knicks need to pick a direction. We can all agree on that, right? They need to either blow it up and rebuild or they need to, you know, package their young guys for a star and really compete, right? The problem is that this entire season, the Knicks haven't been over or under 500 once the entire season. Win two games, lose one. Win another game, lose two. They're always within 500. And what that does is that enables the front office to play this in-between win-now and rebuild game, which is the biggest problem. Julito said it himself. We need to consolidate. So do we need to consolidate and be sellers and get draft picks, or do we need to consolidate and you know, package that for a star and really try to chase a chip? We don't know because this team is n- never under or over 500 by more than one game. If there's anything I want, and listen, I want to blow it up, but if there's anything I want, it's the Knicks to either go on a fucking four-game winning streak or go on a four-game losing streak. So the front office has to be put in a position to either make a win-now move or a blow-it-up move because this mid-shit sucks. All right, and that's my take. Thank you, Julito. Great call on KFTV also. Appreciate you, my boy. Appreciate you. Very, very good um, very good takes. Just, I just wish your, your mic pause wasn't so... I don't know where you're calling from, man. From a tunnel, a cave? Uh... Barely could hear. Calling from uh, what, what was the place? What, what's the place called in uh, Black Panther Underwater? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like he was calling from there. You he take, was down there you, in the morning. Toka Khan, Toka Khan, Sean. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ari's spit though. Ari's become one of my favorite people on the timeline lately. My uh, this all season actually. Um. I, I, I fuck with Ari. All right. Let's keep it moving. Brutus, please, everyone, just turn the phone down from now. <laughs> turn the phone down from now. What up, my guy? Listen, blessings to the three kings, man. I uh, appreciate you guys and to all the other good folks out there. <clears throat> On the game, real quickly, um, was a good game. Needed win. Three and two on the road trip. Much better than what many expected. So, hey, let's take that and look at that as a positive. But here's the one thing that I'm starting to hear on my timeline, and I'm not going to stand for it. The summertime is over, folks. The summertime is over. We're not going to do this, you know, Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddit stuff. And I know it's not in here, but I'm hearing it on my timeline. I'm seeing it. The fact that Quentin Grimes has now gotten the two games and has played okay, he's played good. And now all of a sudden Cam Reddish is an afterthought. And we're we're not going to have that, folks. They're all on our team. My thing is we need to see them all being able to play together. That is what the next evolution is of this team. To see now that Quentin Grimes should be back in the rotation fully, and with Cam Reddish now returns healthy, what they did with Mitch, I don't understand. 
because Mitch's knee is now hurt again, from what I understand, because he had to miss the rest of the game there. That was that's like malpractice. Why they just didn't sit that man? Because we're off until Friday. If they would have sat him for the rest of the trip through the Friday, maybe he his knee would be in a better position. They rushed him back, and not only did they play him, they played him in the back to back. There's something going on with this medical staff. First, it was Quentin Grimes, his his mysterious, you know, the foot ailment and how they handled that. And now they rushed Mitch back. And now he's he may, you know, even past for Friday, he may have to miss games again. So we have to look into that, folks. We have to look into is our medical staff really, you know, doing the right thing by our guys? I mean, somebody should have babysat, told RJ, you know what, RJ, maybe take this game out. Maybe something, right? But folks, let's not go back into this, you know, like, oh, you know, now Quentin Grimes, you know, he's so great. You know, now we can forget about Cam Reddish. I'm starting to hear that, and that shit's making me sick. Cam Reddish came in. He played well. I don't know what's going to happen between who's going to start and who's not. And that's not our concern, but let's see what all of our young kids could look like on the, on their playing together. That's what I want to see. Thank you. Peace and love <laughs> to everyone. All right. I got to let y'all know how funny this shit is, bro. So as soon as Brutus started talking, Papa left texting me and said, yo, what you got on the over on Brutus saying Cam Reddish name three and a half times? Over under. He said Cam Reddish twice in the first eight seconds of his call. And then we sitting there, me and Papa sitting there. We like, hold on, we need two more. We need two more. And he ended it with two Cam Reddishes. Brutus, you just made my day, man. You just made my day, man. How much did you win? How much did you win? That's all Don't I... Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. This is like the Jeff J. Bag commercial on MSG. That's what this makes me feel like. <laughs> Yo... That was so funny because I was like, "Hold on, he ain't say Cam name for the for, in like ten good seconds. Maybe, maybe I won't get the over." And bruh, uh, Papa, you're headed to the to the naughty list, bro. You're headed to the naughty hey, list. Hey, you, <laughs> hey, Brutus, man. Hey, man pause, Yo, Brutus, pause, pause, all right, all right, pause, Brutus, Brutus, I I I appreciate your passion for Cam, your support for Cam. And I'm with you. We need to no, no, but this wasn't, a ca- this wasn't a Cam Grimes thing. This was, I mean, no, it's no, no. about oh, the fact on, Brutus, that they... Brutus, yeah, go ahead. I appreciate your support. I've been seeing people say that, too. I see, I've seen, you know, folks just be tweeting. To, to, to Julito's point, it may just be them giving a thought. They may not even be giving a take. But I do appreciate your, your, you You always got, got Cam's back. And, um, you know, you're the leader of the hive, the Cam hive. Cam fam, go ahead. Yeah, Brutus, shout out to you, my dude. That was just hilarious. Uh, but appreciate you. Always spin. And yeah, you, my boy be riding for Cam. I ain't going to lie. Said, not on uh, my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. You not just make it. He said, yo, Brutus got mad that we not talking about Cam. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, Brutus, I can he, bring Cam up. That's what we're supposed to take from this. Hey, I'm supporting Cam. Wait, he said, how you... It was supposed to mean that, yo, both of these young guys could rock for us, man. Right. You know, that, ain't how, no, that ain't how you be sounding, Brutus. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, what, you what, literally. Right, I got you. What we took is different. I'm sorry, Brutus. He said, I he got said, you. I got you. 
He said, yo, it's crazy because I didn't hear nobody say nothing about camp in like a few episodes. And it just makes me think. It's like, you know, God damn. We, yo, my boy said, y'all going to speak about my young boy. God damn it. Um, I tweeted this like in, uh, two years ago and I just thought it was funny. Somebody liked it and then reminded me of it. It's very off topic, but it's just hella funny. Um, yo, anybody ever noticed that Tupac like violated his mom and honored her in like the same sentence? Uh, crack fiend, you always was a black queen. Yo, how are you gonna say your mom's a crack fiend and then say you a black queen? That's bad disrespectful, bro. She's confusing. Nah, bro, but how you violate your mom's like that on, I on dan- the radio? I, dan- I danced with my mom to, to Dear Mama at my wedding. It was, at uh, the crack- did you, we, danced did you- to, we danced to Dear Mama. It was the third, the, and the DJ messed it up. It was supposed to just be the third verse. And uh, we danced to that, and we danced to um, Marvin Gaye's Got to Give It Up. She, Wait, my mom this- started, she started really busting the move. I ain't never seen my mom dance like that. She was busting the move on the joint. I got to find Bro, did, did, did you, did the crack fiend line come off on the, on the... I don't, I can't remember the crack fiend line. Came off. I remember being mad that it, it wasn't the third verse. Cause it was supposed to be the third verse. My, I, I got a cousin who, this is, I know this is random family information, but his mom was upset <laughs> that he played Dear Mama for her because of the crack fiend line. But given Afeni Shakur's story, I thought that, I don't think it's the same. Cause she... She she is empowered by her struggle with drugs. Black oh, people, black shut up, said that boy. Just just gotta always, he All said, right, "You know, she's empowered <laughs> by the fact that she's a." Co- she Why are you gonna say that about man, your mother the whole, on the radio? The whole community was strung out at one point. It was bad. Why are you gonna say that about your mother on the radio? Called your mom a dope fiend on the radio. What about yo? J. Cole has done the same thing with his mom. Like yo, he's just acknowledging. He's acknowledging addiction. I know moms is like, why you said fuck me. <laughs> Now, how did I get in it? <laughs> how did I get in it? <laughs> Why are you telling everybody my 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 struggles? Nigga, you the rapper. I just thought that was funny. I'm sorry. Um, all right, let's keep going. Yo, uh, Kendrick, yo, Top Dog's mom was mad that Kendrick that Kendrick shouted out that she was smoking crack on that on that song on the on the damn album. So there's a there's a history of this. Stop stop saying y'all mama smoke crack. That is messed up. <laughs> Kyle said, nah, Julito Spade. Calling your mom's a crack fiend as a rhyme for Black Kiwi has always been crazy. Deadass. Why would you do that? That's so messed up. All right. Like, since he, since he was addicted to He's a reform crackhead. A reform crackhead. Don't tell. I'm, my, if I ever told people my mother was a crackhead, my mother would never answer my phone call again. All right. Uh, let's go to my guy, Khalil. What's up, bro? Hey, what's good? What's good? Peace and blessings. Uh, to my phone, uh, my fam here on KCA, Lito, Cedric, Sean, CJ, Nikki, Brutus, real, all the, all the family, all the family. Um, listen, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna keep it simple. You don't we got, we got to break down everything. So I'm, I want to just you know speak on the the masterclass performance of my guy Jalen Marquise Brunson. I think what's been frustrating about the discourse around Brunson is that he's he's overlooked regardless of whatever he like like the littlest mistakes, the few mistakes he makes are inflated, and the general overall sound play is ignored. This man gets back. This dude had a two hundred and forty pound man fall on his thighs man i thought i thought he was gonna be out for the rest of the game 
He makes his three throw and then those nice dishes. Like, yo, this man is him. He is the kind of player we've been yearning for and we're not riding for we're 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 we're, we're dissecting and poking like oh well uh this 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 because he doesn't fit the profile he's not an nba 2k created guy of the exact kind of nba player you want this dude is delivering and if, if he if we don't make him an all-star that is a failing of us because he is serving it he obviously has the ability and the shot isn't even falling yet the shot isn't even falling yet he is robotic He's he 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 he's precise. He is the doctor. The way he slices down the defense, man. Oh, stellar performance. Um. Uh, and briefly, you know, RJ. Glad 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 he's feeling better. He's looking better. You know, I think I think this offense just flows best when you know you have these three guys going. Um, and and you know, Quinn. You no, know, uh, to to respond to what uh, Bruce was saying. Um, I think that, like, yeah, we we need to not put players against ten. Remember, like, we these guys can play together, and we have now two really strong wing players who do a little bit of everything, and it's already elevated our play. So, get this little rest break before Portland. I think JB is going to have another nice night because he likes to play up against his Nova opponents, Josh Hart and Simons over there. Um, but yeah, he's going to be good. Uh, let's go next. Um, let's let's just see, see what happens. See if we can find some consistency. Coming back home. Khalil, appreciate you, my boy. Appreciate you. All right, let's power through. We at 125. Um, let's, let, let's, let's keep it going. Brill, talk to me. I knew you were about to pick me next. Hey, yo, for, before I get started, I got to call you out because you be capping. Because me and Jay Nicky always the first motherfuckers in here. You ain't never letting me go second, not first, nothing like that. And I know Jay Nicky's the opener, and I respect his role. No. So I just want to know who he throws. What is my role? Can you identify my role real quick before <laughs> no, I continue? All right, this is. I want to give you your role right now. This real is said you got. You, real said you got him in the unknown. <laughs> no, <laughs> yo, fuck, real. He stunted on me last week, so keep keep keeping his ass in the back. No, this is the thing. This is how I feel with Brill. Brill is always either first or second up here. I like when Brill goes towards the end because I know he's going to come with good takes, good energy, and sometimes because the show goes for long, you want to make sure you keep the guys that got good takes all throughout the show. You don't want the first five guys to be really good and then the last three to, you know what I mean? And then you got to wait for the closer. Nah, you, you, you're the, the piece that keeps it all together. I'm a six man. Brill, I'm in baseball, man. they would call you the reliever. That's what you are. Hey, bro. The yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, look, I just had to get it clear. I'm like, what the fuck is my role out here? Because, like, I know I did. I always first up here. Yo, you know what I'm saying? You're not, si- love, you're not situational, man. You're not situational. Yeah, like, Papa I'm six man. Papa I'm left? Six man. You, see, you see that guy down there, Papa left? Papa left is situational. You are not situational. You are in the rotation. Hey, bro, I heard that. I, heard hey, that. I respect that. That's all I love. Julito said, I hurt you because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, man, I we good. We good. We good. I just had to get it clear, man, because I, I keep forgetting to ask. I'm like, what the fuck going on? But, yo, um, you know, coming off of uh, what uh, Khalil just said, yo, about uh, Brunson last night, you know, he just reminded me of a take I completely forgot about. Um, when Brunson looked like he was about to be injured, I was fucking terrified. And then, you know, me being a negative Knicks fan that's always on Twitter and shit, which you motherfuckers always on here talking shit, one of the things I'm thinking about after, once we know he's good, is, like, I know these assholes that are always hating on Brunson are terrified right now, looking in the mirror, 
with regret and sorrow and recognizing that they got fucked on. Hold on, I'm in the Matrix? No, nah, I hear you, bro. Oh, all right. No, no, no. Nico just said I was in the Matrix. All right, cool, cool, cool. But, yo, yo, like, so for that, you know, for me, I just hope that, like, you know, the people that have been hating on Brunson were able to take a step back and realize that they should be grateful for what they have and what's in front of them uh, after recognizing – because sometimes, you know, you don't really know what's good about what you got until you feel like you're about to lose it. You know, that happens all the time. And let's not try to do that with our players. Um, and then earlier we were talking about the body language police. And that's something, you know, that – like, first of all, I noticed Julius's body language as well, right? And, you know, one of the words that's being thrown around on here all the time is objective. And I think people need to dive a little bit into what that really means. Being objective is observing all things under the same light. So when I'm looking at Julius and his body language, I'm not exclusively looking at Julius and his body language. I was looking at RJ and his body language. Last night I saw RJ and he keeps trying to bring up Julius. He kept trying to uplift Julius. I see him trying to talk to him, trying to hype him up, trying to show to everybody that we're in this together. We're a team. I got your back. Will you have mine? You know what I'm saying? I see Obi's body language all the time. Obi's being active. He had a great game. Or he had a terrible game, in my opinion. But he's still being active and trying to participate in every way he can. You know what I'm saying? Then I look at IQ's body language. IQ's body language is not even just about the way he communicates with his teammates like in terms of support, but actually being on the court. Yo, IQ is becoming a little floor general. Uh, one of my favorite things about him this offseason was that he started trying to teach himself to play chess. And I thought that was dope as hell because it shows how much he's dedicated to the fundamental aspects of the game and how he's trying to be more versatile with what he can provide for the team. Um, IQ, I see him without the ball in his hands. He's trying to tell people to set off-ball screens, trying to get the offense rolling, trying to get the plays rolling. Obviously, he's the first motherfucker on Instagram after every game. So, obviously, he's on Twitter, too. So, he knows what people are saying about the offense. He's trying to that stigma that we have against this stagnant ass offense that has no type of organization so that was cool to me you know what i'm saying and then you got fournier on the bench bro fournier on the bench i seen him two games ago sitting next to grimes and trying to show him the way instead of being a hater i see julito i got you so you know what i'm saying we have all these players that are in tough spots and positions and they're showing genuine love and support for the team and showing it's bigger than them so when i when i'm criticizing julius I'm not just looking at just Julius. That's what being objective is. It's looking at everything and seeing who the outlier is. And Julius is the outlier. Um, I have a bunch of more takes, but I'm not going to drop them all. So appreciate y'all. Yeah, hold on, man. I got to, bro, you know, bro stunned on me the other night. Fuck, bro. <clears throat> but no, hold on. Yeah, I got to say about that. No, you're no, bro, again. We no, back bro, outside. No, bro. Let me know. No, bro. So look, I want to call something. I want to call something to everyone's attention. Polito, just give me a second. So, yo, I'm on the timeline. And I see uh, a bunch of hot dogs thrown at somebody's face coming from the CP, the artist, right? And I, I commented. I said, nasty. This was after my, uh, my nudes solicitation. I Then I go deeper into the thread because I haven't been in the thread. And CP, the artist, says something of, of the sorts. He says, said didn't even specify the gender of the pics he wanted. That's on you, my brother. That's what's in your mind. I've been talking about beautiful bodied women for a long time oh, i am not right. against people oh, that want to do right. whatever they want to do oh, but right. you're, you're throwing hot dogs at a face now you're talking about lack of gender whatever you got going on my brother do it for yourself i don't have nothing to do with it kids oh. and ass all right all right hey man what's his problem i don't i no idea <laughs> 
I just, watch it's funny because it. it's even worse in person, and that's what the funniest part is to me. Is. What's said, funny I'm is, to drink, man. What's funny is I I believe if I'm not mistaken, he's still at his mother's home. Uh, back in my are back you still in my visiting basement. Mama I'm back Love? in my basement. Okay. All right. All right. Good. You don't think it's wild? You don't think those two tweets are wild? <laughs> I think CP the artist is wild in general, and at the same time, I think you're almost as wild. So at this point. I don't know what I'm doing up here, man. No, the I artist didn't. is on some Doseke shit with, 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 with the hats. and sh- No, man, listen. Don't throw hot dogs at me, bro. You're crazy, man. You're a crazy guy. Don't throw I- hot dogs at me. Cedric Sean. <laughs> Put it on the T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> first, though, we, we, we did just skate over the fact that Brill was spitting, and I think that was a co-host of the episode nominee. Bro, was spinning. Nah, until, he get, until he gets his own. Photo. You gotta put a photo up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what picture. Oh yeah, use the one. Yo, use the one I got with that. I didn't say you're getting it. I said it's a nominee number one and number two. You know what? You may not get it down. I felt like that was a little too cocky. He told me nah. what picture to put up. That oh, was yeah, very bro, cocky just, just now. Look, man, we still got Christopher and we got Breeze. Like, yo, we got some strong people still coming up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even saying I'm a lock. You feel me? My boy said, use my good side. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, it's still two, three more people. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, let's go to Corey. Corey, what's up, man? Yeah, what's good, everybody? Um, I just have a quick take, I guess. And it's for me, it's honestly, I don't think it's like a one-on-one comparison. But with the whole RJ situation, I think in order for this team to really make that decision of all right are we gonna blow it up or are we gonna move forward with the young guys they kind of need to do a similar thing with what the Warriors did a while back with uh Curry and Monte Ellis not saying RJ is gonna be Curry but the Warriors at that time were still had some question marks about Curry but they had a solid backcourt with him and Ellis and the Warriors were like all right we're gonna bank on Curry turning into something and they got rid of Ellis they ended up putting pieces around Curry like Clay Thompson and and they got Andrew Bogut and things like that that eventually led them to the title. So I think this organization needs to essentially make that move. Like, all right, we're going to bank on R.J. Barrett and actually see what he actually is if he is a one or two option offensively and see what he is. If R.J. can't meet the expectations after the fact, then you know what to do. You move on and then you start over again. But like what Ari was saying about, like, we can't do this back and forth, wish-washy, win one game, lose two, and then win two, and then you're back at 500. You're only going to figure out what this team is going to be once you basically bank on RJ and figure out what the hell he actually is. Otherwise, we're just going to be treading water and not going anywhere. So that's just my thought. Appreciate it, Corey. Appreciate it, man. Is this your first time up here? Uh yeah, on this I've 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 been on a couple chats with Sean during like the summer league and stuff, but uh this is, I'm on the Knicks uh chatter stuff. Got it. Appreciate not Knicks chatter. Corey. Not yeah. Knicks chatter stuff, man. <laughs> I don't like that. You put some respect on his name. <laughs> nah, I was literally trying to re- read the name, but yeah, yeah, I got you. Read the name, you all right, no, Corey, I, get your ass down there. No, get your I, ass down there. I listen hey Corey, you. hey Corey, you beat it. No, you no, beat I, it. Don't come back. I'm, I'm, I was. I had stage fright. That's what it was. Got gotcha. you. I'll focus you. Appreciate you. You yeah. split. My boy said the Knicks chatter stuff. I don't know what <laughs> this show is. This little <laughs> spaces thing. 
Put some respect on his name, man. Julito's so stupid. <laughs> I don't know what this show is. I'm partaking in currently. All right, Corey. You fucking beat it and don't come back. Damn. You look like a football player. You look like a football player. High school bench warmer. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know your type. I know your type. All right, Corey. All right, Deuce, talk to me. What's up? Yes, sir. Y'all can hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, sir. All right, yeah. I've been on the stage for a minute, bro. Uh, what's it called? Uh, first of all, I just wanted a few quick takes off before I address something. First of all, uh, it's always good to get a win before Thanksgiving. You know, niggas don't want to go to the Thanksgiving table beefing about their team, uh, thinking about RJ stat lines and shit like that. So I feel like the last couple of years we've been winning the, the right before the Thanksgiving break, so that's always good. Even if you're asked, winning that game makes you feel better going to that break. Uh, also, the Quinton Grimes versus Cam Reddish, it's not a versus thing, but Cam Reddish does need to get a lot of playing time. Uh, he's a restricted free agent this summer. Uh, we got to figure out what we're going to pay him, if we're going to pay him, you know, what it's looking like. So Grimes needs to keep starting because I like the way he meshes, but Cam Reddish needs to get a lot of, play, a lot of playing time, uh, probably more than Grimes, I'd say. Uh, one more thing. I want to address Sean real quick about R.J. Barrett. Bro, you know, I know how you say, like, people get, like, uh, are on the opposite side of R.J., like, saying, man, uh, I want him to struggle. I want him to do that so I can prove my take. I feel like sometimes you're on the opposite end of that, like, just rooting for him over the team. Because, like, even this morning, I seen a take from you. It was like, uh, man, nobody's going in on the other inefficient dude, uh, SGA, yada, yada, uh, that was inefficient last night. Like, bro, this guy's averaging, like, some crazy numbers, 30 points on 50% shooting. Like, he's a top five MVP candidate. Nobody's, like, shitting on RJ because of one or two inefficient games. Like, even before the sickness, bro, If you, I'm looking at a stat line right now. First game of the season, probably his worst game of the season, 16% shooting, right? Next game going against Detroit. Yeah, he bounced back. Yeah, but Detroit's kind of ass. But I'll still give him that. He bounced back. The next three games, 36%, 42%, 41%. And that's sprinkled in, like, four turnovers, three turnovers. Like, bro, it pains me. <laughs> like, it pains me when RJ plays terrible. But he has not had a good season at all this year. If Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton, LaMelo Ball, whatever, guys that I'm sure Sean will put on the same tier as RJ, if they started off the season exactly like RJ, their fans would be shitting on him, even their biggest supporters. Like, we got to be honest about our guys. You know? And RJ, stop. I hate when people say he's young, yada, yada. Like, bro, he's in his fourth year. We just gave him over a hundred million, like the bag. And you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me he's looking any different right now than he did in November of last year. Like this, this is the same to me, it's the exact same player I'm watching. Like there's no improvement. And I'm not saying he's not gonna get better. He's gonna get better from this. He might have, you know, a big jump, whatever, you know, to be a, a starting, you know, caliber player on a championship team. Yeah, I think he has a good work ethic. I think he'll get there. But he'll be better than he is right now. He's having a terrible stretch. But even before the sickness, like, and forget, there, forget during the sickness, he was making terrible decisions. Before bro. the sickness, what? I want to hear that. Before the sickness, what? Get to that. Before the sickness. Before the sickness, bro, I'm looking at his stat line. He's, like, he had a terrible game against Minnesota. He had a terrible game against Brooklyn. He bounced he had a back terrible against game against Minnesota. What was, his game, what was his game against Minnesota that was terrible? Yeah, he was 38% shooting, 22 points, uh, six turnovers. Not six turnovers. That was the Boston game. But he, bro, he shot like 38% from the floor. So he had, so like, he had a 22-point game, and it was a terrible game, and a 22-point game, and a win on the road. That was a terrible game? 
Or are you just looking at box scores and talking? Are you just looking at box scores and talking? Or is a 22-point game on the road against Minnesota a terrible game? I watch watch all these games. But but you're looking at box scores and talking right now because he had a 22-point game on the road. He outplayed Anthony Edwards, and you're telling me it was a terrible game in hindsight. That's the shit I'd be sick of. No, no, first of all, we won that game because of Julius Randle. Let's not let's, let's not lie to ourselves here. Julius Randle had a crazy – I hate Julius, but Julius had our, the best game of his year that game. So let's not say, like, RJ won us that game. Right? Did let's I say that RJ won us that game? I said he had a 22-point no, game on the road, and he outplayed yeah. Anthony Edwards, and you called it a terrible game in hindsight. Bro, he shot 38% from the floor. Like, he's not, that's not a good game. So did did SGA, did like SGA, hey did did, did not, now we're gonna take this back to the beginning of your head. point because you started this off by saying that you feel like I root for RJ over the team because of my tweet bro, about SGA which bro, honestly bro, made just... no sense but I let you keep going so now that you've no, no, walked no, 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 yourself no, no, into no, no, this no. hole I'm gonna bury you in it so just mute yourself real quick that, that, so you said that, <laughs> right, I'm, I'll, I'm I'll mute you hold on so anyway. You said that I root for RJ over the team because you woke up and saw a tweet about me saying, oh, SGA 9 for 22, the efficiency police won't say anything. And you're like, oh, if RJ was scoring 30, first of all, that has nothing to do with me rooting for RJ over the team. That's a comment about SGA. Second of all, it's because individual performances, if it's RJ, it's a terrible game. SGA's game wasn't a terrible game yesterday when he was 9 for 22. That wasn't a terrible game. I'm not talking about him as a player overall. Every time I bring stuff up like that, I say, I understand that RJ's not at SGA's level. When we, when, we, when we evaluate individual games, if we evaluate RJ's individual game, it's 22 points, but oh, it's 38%. So it's automatically a terrible game. If it's, F, if it's SGA, then it's 9 for 22. Oh, but it, it, no, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It's still a good game. Why? Why is this? Yeah, he shot 38%, sure. But you watched the game, right? And I believe in that game, RJ started off like 8 for 11. And then shot poorly to end it when the game was already out of reach. Which in the beginning of the season when he did that against Orlando and started off poorly and then shot well at the end, I was told, oh, it doesn't matter because he's stat padding. So, like, I want you to pick a side. And so I really don't understand that comment of, oh, it seems like you root for RJ over the team. And then you went on to say a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with me rooting for RJ over the team at all. I've never rooted for RJ over the team. But part of rooting for this team is me rooting for RJ Barrett. I've never First said, all, I, I I said say anything about RJ. Like, I, I, I said you're acting as if like. RJ played poorly, and I was sitting here after that Denver game like, yo, RJ's the man. He should have got the ball more. No, I've been very vocal and adamant about how RJ hasn't played no, well I got and you. how I want him to I play you. better. I got you. I said sometimes it seems, sometimes, and it seems, I didn't say you're you're like a RJ guy. I'm not saying, I'm saying, I mean, obviously you're RJ guy, but I'm saying sometimes it seems like that. And dude, she's stuttering, man. You had me, dude. You had me, dude. Juice, why you start stuttering, man? You had me, dude. Wait, wait, wait. Stuttering Stanley. Stuttering Stanley. Wait, wait. Dude, you. No, I got to mute you. Wait. Wait. You had me, man. I said, let's see if Deuce. The moment he started stuttering, I said, damn it. Bro, I'm looking at as I'm looking at stats. He was up. Like, he, he, he was doing his thing. He was doing his thing. He was keeping up. I was reading while I was talking because I was trying You're to nervous. Thing. I, was, I ain't going to front. Being in front of Shaw. First of all. First of all. First of all. Shaw, I get what you're saying. But you cannot no, you say RJ's not having a bad season. He's Deuce, it's over, man. Deuce, it's gone. We're done. That boy's shaking. He's going to bounce back. Your watch is ended, bro. But that I'm boy was shaking. We thought he was gonna have. That's all I'm saying. You come at the king, you best not miss. He got it. He's talking you. Dude, stop! Don't unmute yourself. Don't unmute yourself. This is. I'm gonna give y'all back and forth one on one. The moment you start stuttering, you lost. 
I was reading some. Alright, yep, you got it. Yeah, I, I was I, reading. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I don't hate. You was people. reading off the BlackBerry. I, I don't hate like these stands of these players because I'm not gonna lie. That's good. That's, that's He's good still energy. going. Like, Brutus, Cam. You know this dude, uh, Br- Brunson. I like. Him. Your watch has ended. Yeah, why are you fighting over, back? <laughs> like, but it's, it's why are you fighting back? You gotta come Stop back another fighting. day. Man. We did appreciate hey, I, I, I didn't you. Lose. I didn't lose. That's all I'm saying. You did lose. You did lose because you started stuttering. It was a stutter. Stop unmuting. Stop unmuting, dude. Your watch is the ended. problem was like he was he he had a point, and Sean told him he didn't have a point. Then he goes, "Well, I'm not saying you're an RJ guy. Well, obviously you're an RJ guy." And then that's what it, it fell apart. It fell apart right there. It got bad. It got bad. What you you can't you can't stutter. <laughs> your watch your watch your watch is ended. Stutter. Stutter. You said I didn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> what is yo heck is so funny they can say you're watching stutter boy i gotta laugh i gotta be honest stuttering stanley was hilarious <laughs> oh my god why why is that so funny i was like yo i was rooting for him too because look it takes some balls going up against sean because sean is going to talk his ass off and he went up he came out sean i was like okay we got this energy i like this energy and the stuttering Stanley started started quivering in the boots. Damn, my boy. What he said, come at the king, you best not miss. You wish he would have just been like, you know what, Sean? I said what I said. That's how I feel. I wish he would have just yeah, mic dropped Yeah, I wish it. he would have just stood if on he his just mic dropped it, he'd have been all right. <laughs> if he would have mic dropped it, he would have just, because Sean would have kept going. He wouldn't you know, he wouldn't, he'd have just been like, I said what I said. All right, y'all, have a good day. He kept fighting it. You know, like, he got fucked up, but he keeps trying to go back and find the dude. Was what was he reading? Why are you re- Why are you trying to read and talk at the same time and, like, have an argument? Like, <laughs> he, says, he said, die. Die already. Stop trying to revive yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah, we just People just be removing context from things, man. Like, we all watch those. Like, we watch the games, bro. RJ did not have a terrible game against Minnesota. Sure, and the boss score may look that way. And honestly, RJ's terrible game against Brooklyn where he was 5 for 14 with 16 points was probably the best game on the team the whole team sucked against Brooklyn like the entire team was trash we scored 85 points like we, we were there for these games it's context to things guys and I'm not saying that RJ has been perfect this year RJ needs to be better for sure but I also think that you know people really like disregard as if he didn't have a 7 game stretch we were 18 games what no 18 games in 99 we're 18 games in this season he had a seven game stretch I keep saying it and I feel like I keep repeating it because everybody's disregarding it where he was scoring 24 points shooting 50 percent over 40 percent from three you say he hasn't improved anything from last November that's not true last November RJ was averaging like 13 points a game and if nothing else he's improved the free throw shooting he's improved like it so I, I just don't get it bro like I understand that you you feel how you feel you know, like you want him to be better, that's fine. Like like Bro said, objective, right? Objective is taking everything and looking at it for what the value is, and that's fine. But some of y'all like lean your objectivity into you like you disguise it as objectivity, but you want to get your narrative off. You want to get your narrative off. And so to review the game, to review the box scores and say, oh, he had a terrible game against Minnesota, to say, oh, even before the sickness, that's why as soon as he said that, I unmuted. I let him go for a long time. But when he said before the sickness, I knew he was about to fuck himself up. Because before the sickness, RJ was playing great. <laughs> so, like, we got It's okay. You, both things can be true. He can be having a disappointing season and you want him to be better. Of course, that last week was awful. And it skewed the numbers. And you never want to see any guy that you're invested in have that many bad games in a row, whether there's a justification for it or not. 
But it is what it is. He had those bad games. We're moving forward. We know the player that RJ is capable of being. And all I ever say is that people shouldn't try to make him out to be the player he is based on that struggle week. That's what's happening. That's what bothers me. I, like I said, when, when Deej was objective and said, oh, you know, uh, this is what I want for RJ, that's fine. That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that take. But when you try to pigeonhole RJ into something he's not based on a bad week and ignore the positives, that's when it gets weird to me. Yeah. This is what I'll say. I, I, I do think Deuce had some points that were valid in his opinion and thoughts of what he wants from RJ. I just think it's absolutely hilarious that he couldn't get his thoughts out because he was thinking and reading and talking and shivering all at the same time. And that was absolutely comedy. Um, Deuce, uh, that's just funny as fuck. Uh, just next time you want to go into battle, just be prepared, my boy. Be prepared. Lolito, he did stutter when he called out Sean, though, so you got to keep that same energy. So he messed up. He messed up from the jump. Hey, I'm going to just write my lyrics. So I'm going to just write my shit next time. Write your shit next time. <laughs> and, and, and next time, prepare yourself for showing to rebuttal so then you could have you would have wrote your, even your, your response. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like yeah. when Drake did Charged Up, then he had back-to-back -back in the stash. You know what I'm saying? He was waiting. He was waiting for Meek to say something. You got to be prepared, man. Sean yeah, is but different. No, hey, but nothing against Sean, though. I fuck with your tweets, bro. I fuck with bro, you, this is all basketball talk, bro. It's not personal at all, my boy. Nah, nah, hold up, hold up. Mute yourself. Get the hell out of here. You get the hell out of here. You get the hell out of here. Don't come back. Now I'm removing you from the stage. You get out of here. You're going to backpedal, do a, a moonwalk, a slide, and a backflip? Don't come with this, oh, ain't nothing against Sean. You know, hey, Sean, I just want to tell you I'm a fan. Shut the fuck up. You gotta stand on your fight. This is y'all niggas would have never made it in the civil rights era. Y'all would have never made it. Embrace the L. Y'all would have never made it. They'd have been telling the cops, "Hey, you know, I think your uniforms look good, but I just want y'all to stop. You know, stop, stop kicking us, man. I want to drink from that water fountain too, if you don't mind." God damn, got no backbone. Shit, my my porn takes are over the line. But Julito talking about civil rights, people getting kicked, uh, like police brutality, and just it's fine. But the porn, the porn is a step too far. Okay, guys. Yes, the porn is a step too far. Yes, precisely said it. Yes, yes. To be fair, yes, the porn is too far. Yes. To answer your question, yes, certainly. Yes, absolutely. Like my man Adam Sandler said, in Uncut Gems, I disagree. Okay. And speaking of our cut gyms, Christopher, how are you this evening? What does that Which, mean? Hold on, hold on, Christopher. No what idea. <laughs> no idea. He just looks like a character from our cut gyms. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that. So, look, love and respect from sunny Las Vegas. Lito, I'm getting my notes out. Also, I, heard, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm up to. I just want to really pause and rest in peace. Guru, the world would be a better place if more kids listen to Gangstar. Great cut, Cedric. So since the beginning of the season, we've been hearing the terms narrative, accountability, and Jesus throughout this entire spaces, the term objectivity. Well, I want to add one more word to the next Twitter vernacular, and that is integrity. We need to be honest with each other as fans. I need to see these players be honest with each other about their goals. Are they in it for the team or are they in it for themselves? We've had more than enough time to figure this out. And we saw some of those flashes of brilliance last night. 
But the Knicks are still a 500 team, so I will not see this West Coast trip as a glass-half-full situation. I'm going to maintain my integrity with the legitimate value of this Knicks youth movement. My narrative. This team is the tale of two cities. From tip-off, I'm watching a starting lineup looking like a silent movie from the 1920s as we try to make the game about Julius Randle. Once that second unit comes out, it's like the game goes into 4K. And the surround sound kicks in. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat like I'm in a close match in 2K. When before I was sitting on the couch like Al Bundy. Grime setting screams. RJ looking for assists. No hero ball. Kids blocking passing lanes. Jericho Sims is visiting section 212 with his parents while catching a lob pass. Where is the integrity around the degradation of Obi Toppins? Where is the integrity around IQ induced being quality backup point guards? Where is the integrity from Wally Zerbeck and Allen Allen Hound every game? Where's the integrity from the Knicks front office this entire time that grinds with situational? We'll always celebrate a win. In the meantime, I want everyone to enjoy their Thanksgiving with their family and friends. But I want you all to give thanks to your moral compass. I want the front office to take some time and think about their moral compass. RJ, Jalen Brunson, the kids, that's the future. Fire Tibbs, Trey Julius. Well, we have a winner. My God. I don't mean to wow. interrupt. Y'all see what I told won. you? I he said Christmas was coming won. after me. Wow. Yeah, so right, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's around. So I had the music on. Like, geez. That was right. <laughs> that was incredible. Now, the shit he said is that when Jericho Sims jumps for a lob and go visits his parents in the 202 section. What? Yeah, that was that was that was next level, yo. That was love the show, gentlemen. Love the show. <laughs> y'all niggas better step y'all shit up, man. Yeah, like, that was like that. That was that was like top of the show monologue worthy. Like you know what I'm saying, like that was like really like my man came with it. Like yo, KCDA West Coast man, let's make it happen. You're going too far now. Um, <laughs> always, every time, every time. Funny as shit. They're always gonna go too far. They are always. Yo, you know they got a they got a podcast. Blue Wire got a podcast. Um. They got a podcast studio in Vegas. I, I thought he meant we just come out there and do a, a live show. He's going to help us fill the seats. I got people that want you in. My boy said, I want my own show. Yeah, I ain't going too far. I ain't going too far. Um, Chris Chris already got co-host of the episode. Um, Chris was spitting, Back man. to back. Uh, did he, did he got back it? to back. Yeah, he got it. And the crazy thing is, I think it's harder when you get it the first time. That's what she said. Because... Now you got. I'm. It's not. It's not going to be easy for you to 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 get calls to the episode again if you got it once. Because now we're going to really be looking at. All right, we're going to make sure. Crispy spitting in the the THX effects. Oh man. Oh man. Breeze. <laughs> now, Blaze uh-huh. the Panda said he thought he was tweaking. I too was like, "What's going on?" Like, like when the music, I was like, "What is happening here?" <laughs> I thought you. I thought you played the song. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought Cedric played that. This is what I'm saying. I was confused. I was like, "What? What's happening? What's going on?" Yeah. All right. All right. Somebody say he. <laughs> no, Farinado said he gave y'all the full IMAX audio suite. Oh man, clear, concise, to the point. All right. All right. That was good. That was good. That was good. Breeze, man. I know you're ending the show. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know if you, just, you better just start freestyling or something. I don't know. It's on you, Breeze. 
there's two type of people in life really though people that look at other people doing stuff and then try to do too much and then there's people that know their game and i know my game so this is how we go at it mixed twitter activity they're always giving you entertainment if the knicks is not the next twitter entertainment Top notch, fam. We have Papa left going at a, a fan, t- Knicks fan TV dude. The rise and fall of Jay Nicky. He needs a press release team, PR team. It's just always entertainment on here. And that's why I love it. For the Knicks, though, I had an epiphany yesterday. In the epiphany, I was watching a lineup with Jalen uh, Brunson, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin, and, and uh, Jericho Sims. And at this point, I didn't care if we went or lost. I just knew that this lineup is something I wanted to see, and we live with the results. From that point going on, I didn't want to see any vet on the team. This team doesn't need vets. We can rock with Jalen Brunson and the young guys. Tom Till was necessary for the Knicks. He was necessary for the Knicks in transition. He brought stability. He brought work habits. He brought practice habits. He brought structure. However, it's time we've outgrown him. We have players on the court that self-checking themselves. People know their mistakes by the time they hit the bench. We don't need the coach to tell us that, that anymore. So watching the young players go out and then cover for each other, I know what you're good at. You know what I'm good at. I know your shortcomings. You know what I'm good at. Cover for each other, play defense, run, play as a team. And then watch Julius Randle get off the bench and then ISO for the first three possessions after watching what that unit did. It was disgusting. And this is not me coming at Julius Randle. It's just the culture. That was the first time I seen the transition post what we have. Literally the vision. Like I'm watching the young guns. I'm watching everything they do with lineups that we didn't have before. No D Rose on them. No Evan Fournier. And, and no option of playing them. So now you have to then substitute a young guy with a younger guy or someone in the same age group. And they know what they have to do. These are self-accountable people. I don't need my coach to tell me this is a good shot, this is a bad shot, because this is how I got on the floor. This is what you taught me. So now we need somebody to come in and elevate the guys. That's all we need. So at the end of the day, that was the first transition period I've seen. I seen the vision yesterday. It doesn't matter if we win or lose from what I seen yesterday because I seen athleticism, I seen youth, and I seen all of the things that Tom Thibodeau taught y'all. So now if we get somebody in here that can elevate that, then I can start to believe in the vision of this team. And then when you have drafted along with that, you now have picked a direction. Julito never front on me closing. That's what I do, fam. <laughs> hey. Hey. Woo! Talk that shit. Talk that shit. Talk that shit, gay. Hey. Oh, this show is so funny, man. That was good, man. That was good. That was good. Y'all be spitting, man. This, this is a really, really good show, man. Y'all... Uh, y'all, y'all be spitting, man. I'll be spitting. Breeze, excellent clothes, man. Excellent clothes. Oh, show is hilarious. I, I see you know the whole time. I was sitting there listening to Breeze shit, and I was like, I know Breeze is feeling himself right now. Look at him. Look at him go. I ain't gonna lie. I was smiling at the phone at the clothes. I ain't gonna hold you. 
Yeah, look at him go. Look at him. Look, look at him. I knew he wrote that shit down 12 hours ago. He started his clothes. He, he started writing that clothes as soon as Julius Randle started walking off the court. I know. I know. I know. Good, good clothes, man. Good clothes. Now, shout out to all the co-hosts today, man. Y'all did exceptionally well. Everybody makes the time. Everybody makes the podcast. Fuck it. It's it's my it's my re, my return game. Everybody everybody makes the pie. Fuck it. Two hours twelve minutes. Who cares? All right. Um, I know the fucking the the analyzer and Cedric is over there shaking like oh, I got a minute and thirty. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sed. I'm sorry. This is this one of those. All right. Um, final thoughts, man. Sed, talk to me. Hey, much love. Listen, Brutus, somebody can be German and Jewish at the same time. Shout out to Doug, who has been looking up, who's gone down this rabbit hole of Isaiah Hartenstein and his Jewish heritage. Um, There's more to be uh, discovered, Brutus. Brutus has been in my mentions about this, about whether or not Isaiah is Jewish. Listen, man. I don't know when the next hey, game. Hey Roy, is. Roy, Roy, cut that whole shit out. All right, we're gonna restart this. I'm thinking, hey, look, <laughs> yo, final thoughts. Sam. Hey, these are my final thoughts. You don't cut me off. These are my final thoughts. And part of Isaiah Hardenstein being Jewish is part of it. Anyway, Roy, cut that shit. Today, cut that shit. We gotta, today. we gotta get the season two, Cedric. I love the Jewish people. Stop talking. Stop saying it. Just stop. Anyway. Listen, listen, I think we play on Friday. I'm not 100% sure because I'm really just trying to get to Thursday. I'm really looking forward to some stuffing, some macaroni and cheese. Yo, man, I got some ham. I don't care if y'all don't eat pork. You better eat this pork. The other white meat is delicious. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to give me some douce. I'm going I'm, I'm to make some henny sangria, get, to, get some family members drunk. Um, you know, hopefully there's some... There's some jerk pork in the house. I'm all I'm all for it, dog. I'm all for it. I want you all to enjoy your holiday with your family. Um, you know, it's, it's been a trying year for me and mine, but we're here. We're blessed. We're good. Uh, for those who've had a trying year, for those who've had a great year, you're breathing. You're blessed. You're beautiful. And uh, I wish you nothing but love and success. Sean, have a safe flight. Peace and love. See y'all uh, after the next game. Thank you very much, brother. Um, yeah, man, great show again, as always. You know, this is what we do. Um, I really truly love y'all. You know, sometimes I uh evaluate the tone in which I spoke with, uh, you know, when I'm just annoyed with the overall angles that people come with and things like that, or just the conversations in general. Um, I never want you guys to feel like that tone is directed at you guys personally. I do love y'all. Uh, whether we agree or not, as long as you don't, you know, say some crazy shit to me, we good. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a people guy, um, and I really appreciate y'all because y'all coming here. And if we agree or not, like still y'all are in here for hours, you know, supporting what we do. We're all doing it together, and we're all creating this. So I mean, this is all an experience. I I feel like we family because you know that's that's what it means to be a Knicks fan, and we got to get through all that together. So um, you know, it was it was a great show, a great time. Uh, I am going to miss you guys. I don't know if I'll be able to join the show. Um, I'm glad they don't play until Friday. That gives me a little bit of a buffer. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. So I'm not here. I'm
Um, and remember, man, like, you can root for the players on the team because that is what it means to be a fan. Um, and so we can root for their successes. And if you find yourself uh, frustrated by or, or upset or, you know, having anything but joy for a player on this team performing well, you just got to look at yourself, you know, you got to look at yourself and look why that is. And, you know, don't be revisionist with history. It's okay to be objective, but also realize that, like, there's nuance and even a... Um, and yeah, love y'all, man. Really enjoyed the show. All right. Before I get to my final thoughts, um, I have to say this. So Papa left. Yo, why is pe- why are people so funny, bro? Papa left did just wrote this beautiful message just now. Oh, it was so so he said, Wow, got offered the middle school basketball head coaching job for my school. I've been wanting to get back into the game and mentorship. Really excited. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Somebody posted that tweet into the group chat. It said, that team going two for 30. Why are y'all so funny, bro? Why are y'all so funny? Why? Son, what? Why would you say those kids is going two for 30 with Papa Left as a coach? That, what's wrong with y'all, son? Stop. Stop. Stop, stop. Okay. Final thoughts. Um <laughs> uh great show. Great show as 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 uh you as usual. Um yeah, I, I missed the show, man. I, I was having FOMO while I was, you know, handling some BI, but to know that like we came right back like we never left, it was it was special, man. Co host was on fire today. Shout out to people like Christopher who take pride in you know, coming up here and speak, man, and know that their voice voice is going to be heard and it's powerful. And they, you know, you got special effect. I mean, you, listen, it's basketball talk. That's not needed, but the fact that y'all even care to do shit like that to bring more quality and you know excitement and entertainment to the show that that means a lot, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, um, Sean and Seth, my brothers, man. It's been a, it's been an amazing time to uh, do this show with you all. Um, you know, around November, I'm always, it's gratitude month and I'm always thinking the things I'm grateful for. Um, and one thing I say I'm grateful for is, you know, us having that, that night at the bar season opener last season and, 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 you know, me just seeing like, all right, the vibe is fire. The chemistry is fire. Let's, we should do a show. You know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful that y'all said yes. And that yeah, we, y'all have put the energy and time you know, thank you for 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 making this show like be what it is. I appreciate you both, Shauna said. I really hope you have an amazing holidays to the co-hosts and the audience and the fam. Yo, man, listen, I'm very grateful for the energy you all bring to to this space and um to the spaces you all choose to 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 take up. Um, I'm very clear that sometimes. Not everybody look forward to the holidays. That seasonal depression thing is real. Also, you know, a lot of people don't got family and they may not be spending it with loved ones. So my heart is with you if you're not. Um, what I will say is, you know, make sure you you share vulnerably with the people in your lives, man. Some people ain't inviting you out because they may just think you got it all together. They think you ain't you got somewhere to go. You know what I mean? Maybe they just don't 
think you'd say yes. But there are a lot of people who want to spend Thanksgiving alone because they don't reach out or they don't tell people what they're going through. So I just I, I offer that you all go out and like let people in your life know that you you know maybe depressed or you stressed out or you got whatever it is you know you know be be open with the people in your life if you can because I I you know. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because I get to share with the people I love. You know what I'm saying? So I hope the same for y'all. And um, we ain't we ain't gonna have a show until Saturday, man. I think it's necessary for all. I'm tired as hell. Um, I, you know, I, I'm gonna be excited to not have to worry about you know sending the edits to Roy and all of this, and everybody gets to have a break. You know what I'm saying? So I I'm looking forward to this this little these days off. Um, but yo, let's. Let's let's get this dub, man. When we get back, good dub last night. Great road trip. Um, this team is a mid team, and they're gonna win and they're gonna lose. But it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch, man. So I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all gonna take care of yourselves. Have a happy Thanksgiving, you know. And y'all know the rules, man. Stay out the way. Stay sucker free. Wild out on the timeline responsibly, and. Damn, are they vacuuming my hallway right now in the middle of Cakes and DA? God damn, how rude. All right. Uh, that's so rude. Sheesh. Where was I? Stay safe. Stay out the way. Oh, stay sucker free. While out on the timeline responsibly. And sh- everybody made the pod today. So congratulations to you. Until we meet again, please. Adios. Free sex workers. K-K-C.